Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. You'll find interviews with people who are cooking for one, nutrition tips, cooking tricks, and other practical topics for all my single listeners, and all without the mention of dieting or restriction because, well, dieting just kind of sucks. So join me as I explore the realities, the challenges, and highlight the joys of cooking for one in this busy world. Hello and welcome back. This is episode five and I'm answering the question, how do I throw together quick meals that actually taste good? But before we really get into today's episode, I really wanted to thank you for your support. I have been so tickled and excited and I'm just just so happy to see the support and feedback and everything associated with with sharing starting this podcast just last week. I had always said, you know, I'm never, I'm not going to start a podcast. My gosh, everybody has one out there. And I have a number of friends who have podcasts that are really great. And I just didn't think that I had anything to share. But as I've realized that cooking for one is such a unique niche, and I literally I'm realize I re- I literally realize that every time I tell somebody that this is what I do um even at the camera store yesterday when I was buying a new camera I had a conversation with two of the salespeople and they were both just like oh yeah that's so important I hate cooking for myself when it's just me and you know I I want to through this podcast, I really want to be able to share the joys and the realities, the challenges, and to just help share practical ways to make cooking for one more enjoyable because it is something that can be really enjoyable. And if you're like me at all and like to cook or want to like to cook, want to learn how to cook, then that's something that you know you really deserve to have the opportunity and to be able to find the the enjoyment out of that. And I really want to focus on that and provide resources and um, and tips to be able to help you to do that. And so with that said, there is a need for this. I really believe so. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm like swallowing up that neurotic pride that I have and and getting here and podcasting and sharing some things that I have found to be helpful and and some things that I've learned. And so with that said, I'm really asking for your support. And if you do support that, then share. If you support this, then share it with somebody else who maybe a friend or a family member, somebody you work with, whatever, who's cooking for one and maybe has has expressed to you um, concerns that they have or frustrations that they have or or that they've said, I just don't know what to do, or I want to cook more at home, but I don't know what to do. Well, this is a resource for them, and I really want to be able to provide something that's really helpful and and to be able to do so and to um, reach the people that can find this helpful, that this would be helpful for. Um, I need the support and the sh- and the sharing, <laughs> honestly. So feel free to leave a, a rating and or a review, or I think you probably have to do both of those together, actually. So do that if you find this particularly helpful. Say what how you find it helpful so others can read that and say, oh, that's me, that's great, this can be helpful for me. And I appreciate and, and welcome your feedback on topics, if you have any ideas for topics or 
want something else. And this is going on way too long. So I'm just going to stop talking. But again, thank you so much. Um, So let's just dive right into things. So the question I'm answering today, again, because it's been a bit since I first introduced it, is how do I throw together quick meals that actually taste good? So I'm going to be talking about a couple of different aspects within cooking food that tastes good, but also is actually easy. So I'm going to be talking about different ingredients and just really focusing on general food groups to have on hand and some ideas of foods that, that will last you know, long enough, um, that won't go bad really quickly ingredients that help, um, make cooking really quick and easy. My formula for quick and easy meals that can be done in, you know, like 15 minutes or less and some other resources. If you feel like you want to go in a different direction, if you want extra help, or if you have want other ideas or places to look for this, that will be helpful for you. So let's start by talking about ingredients. A couple of um, different types of ingredients, I guess, that I want to be talking about and starting with pantry staples. I have found that I really like cooking from my pantry. It's been really surprising to me because, you know, there's something exciting about finding a recipe and buying those couple ingredients that you don't normally use. And that's still fantastic and awesome. But there's a lot of, um, I don't want to say forced, but a lot of creativity that comes out of finding, you know, different ingredients that are already in your kitchen and having to do something with those. I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's actually really fun. It's easy. And, I don't have to go out and actually spend money at that time. I've already spent the money. It's there. I already have that food and and I really enjoy it. So to be able to have those pantry staples, it really takes a little bit of effort ahead of time. Um, It really just takes about 15, 20 minutes to take stock of your kitchen. And that's what I would recommend. So set aside some time. Maybe if you're sitting down or or not on a commute and you have the opportunity to, I would say do take a look around your kitchen while you're listening to this. So take some stock of what you've got on hand. Maybe you'll recognize some ingredients that you forgot about. Um, That happens literally every single time that I open up my cabinets, even as I feel like I am pretty organized and have a pretty good idea of what I've got. I still forget about things that I have in there. Um, And then that could, you know, remind you to, oh, use that because I've had it for a bit or I bought this and I was excited about it and I wanted and I want to try it out. I um, also I love this because, like I said, it is an opportunity to allow you to make something without having to go to the grocery store. And so that saves a lot of time and effort. And also, if you are in the position to want to cook more at home. And I say, if, if you, if you connect with that, then that can help you, um, reduce the barriers to cook at home. It's a little bit easier to cook than it is to go out and grab something or to order takeout or whatever. If you have some ingredients on hand to make something really easy, 
Okay, so these pantry staples, let's talk about some examples of those. So as far as grains go, pasta, that could be whole wheat, white pasta, couscous. I really like couscous and I have been using it lately because it tastes just like pasta, but is a different texture. And for some reason that just is more exciting and fun. But just like pasta, well, I mean, not just like pasta, but pasta comes in so many different shapes and forms, including couscous and orzo, which is fun. That's all made from the same type of um, grain and or the same type of type of wheat, excuse me. So the flavor is going to be pretty much the same. Bulgur is also great. Rice, quinoa and other grains. I, I focus on these because they're typically pretty quick. Rice is quick when you cook it um, from like minute rice or if you have frozen rice. Other examples, and again, I'm really focusing on these quick and easy pantry staples, not those pantry staples that you have to cook for a really long time. Dried beans I love, but that does not count as um, something that's really quick and easy. So with that said, proteins that I like to have on hand are beans and really focusing on those canned beans because you can just throw them in something as is or you can heat them up if you want to, but they're already they're already uh, tender and cooked, so they're going to be ready to eat straight from the can. Tofu is also a great oper- or a great protein source. Um, I like to blend it into soups and I've made it into uh, a mac or a, a cheese sauce for macaroni and cheese, which was really good. And it added some protein to it. So then I didn't have to make anything else on top of that. And I can share that recipe in the show notes. Eggs are fantastic because they're super inexpensive, just as the edamame and the beans in particular, and tofu's not very expensive either. either. I also like to keep chicken tenders because they cook way faster than chicken breasts and ground beef and seafood in my freezer. Because again, these are proteins that cook up really quickly. I mean, obviously not as fast as beans do, but you know, take that 15 minutes to cook that up while you're, you know, preparing other aspects of your meal. It's going to be super easy and doable. And then as far as vegetables go, I am the biggest fan of frozen vegetables because they're really inexpensive, especially compared to fresh. They last a lot longer. When they're cooked properly, they can taste really, really delicious. You know, vegetables are picked at their prime ripeness when they're frozen. And so you're they're just preserving that really vegetable-y flavor of each of those vegetables. Gosh, that did not sound um, as delicious as it is, but it really, you know, when, when vegetables and fruits are really ripe, they taste the most like themselves and they just taste really good. And so when cooked properly, frozen vegetables are fantastic. Um, and there's so many different options out there. Another frozen vegetable that I have started to buy, because honestly, cutting onions can be such a crying, teary, annoying thing that takes a long time, buy frozen onions. You can buy them at really any grocery store and they're pretty inexpensive and and you just like dump them in a pan when you want to cook them. I love that. Another vegetable that I, I don't know if you'd call this a vegetable necessarily, but 
seasoning, I guess, that I really like that I put in the vegetable category and now I'm wondering if that's what I should have done. But I really love pre-minced garlic. When I was in my nutrition program in college, we worked at a cafe as part of the curriculum. And that cafe, we had pre-minced garlic that we used. And I thought, I have never heard of this. I didn't know about this. And I remember talking to a friend of mine who was a chef. She's a great chef. I always ask her lots of questions and she's so knowledgeable. And I asked her about pre-minced garlic and she said, no, I don't use it because it's not as fresh and it's not as good. And I was like, oh, dang it. I can't use it anymore. So I stopped. And then I started again because I'll be honest, it's not, it's not quite as good as, as freshly chopped garlic, but for heaven's sake, it takes a lot of effort to chop garlic. And if you're wanting to make dinner in 10 to 15 minutes, that garlic and, and the onions, if you're doing both of those, it's going to add an extra five minutes to your cooking time, to your prep time. And if you can take that time out, save that five minutes, you can spend it elsewhere or you can save it for, you know, like not even cooking so those are another couple of vegetable ideas and vegetables in quotes because I don't know where garlic really fits. Um, again, more probably like a seasoning. But anyways, those have been really, really helpful for me. Uh, also, uh, vegetables that you can keep just, you know, in your pantry. Onions, again, if you, I, I like to have both on hand. So if I have a little bit of time or want to um, to chop some things or already am chopping some ingredients, I'll do those. Shallots are great. It's kind of a mix between an onion and a, and a, and garlic fed, uh, um, wow. Flavor wise carrots are great. They last a little bit. Potatoes, sweet potatoes, beets, those vegetables last a while. So those are my, some of my vegetable recommendations. Obviously you can buy others that are fresh, whatever it is that you like, that's totally fine. But these are some pantry staples that you can have on hand. And then finally, as far as flavorings go, I already mentioned onions and garlic. They kind of go in both categories. Um, I love vinegar. I love vinegar so much. Red wine vinegar, apple cider vinegar, rice wine vinegar, balsamic vinegar. If balsamic is a little bit strong for you, there's a white balsamic. At least Trader Joe's carries it. All of those are fantastic. You can add them to a really, really quick and easy homemade uh, salad dressing. You can marinate meat in it. You can, you know, you can do so many different things. You can use it on vegetables, whatever. I love all of those. So I like to have those on hand. Um, I also really, this is my one ingredient that is not normal and, and you might not have heard of it before, but I'm totally obsessed. And that is pomegranate molasses. So pomegranate molasses is pomegranate molasses. It, it has the really tangy, sweet, flavor of pomegranates and then the extra sweetness from the molasses. It is an ingredient that I learned about when my mom and I were in Boston taking a cooking class at Milk Street. And it's just so delicious. It's delicious with sharp cheddar cheese. It's delicious with apples. It's delicious in yogurt. Like legitimately add pomegranate molasses to plain yogurt and that's just such a delicious flavor combination and I'll stop talking about it because I could probably talk about it for another hour 
but that is a great um, other flavoring ingredient. And I found it at my local Harmon's grocery store, which is a Utah um, grocery chain. You can find it at Middle Eastern restaurants. You can order it online. There's lots of options for getting that. Soy sauce I like because you can, um, it adds saltiness to your food. And if you're making almost a lot of different Asian dishes, you would use that. And then spices. I like to have an Italian spice mix, which I really use a lot. Um, I use cumin, rosemary, garlic, salt, salt and pepper, I realized I way under salted my food and I'm using so much more now and gosh, my food tastes so much better. Um, and oregano are a couple that I've been using a lot lately and have been really liking, but there's so many spices out there. And if you, you know, for those of you who are cooking for one, looking and buying out of the bulk bins, if your grocery store has a bulk section, of spices, I would highly recommend buying those from there. They're a lot cheaper. You don't need to buy as much. It'll be fresher. It'll last longer um, because it's fresher already. And like I said before, it, it just costs so much less. And then you can just refill those. So that is it for those ingredients. I really, oh wait, no, it's not. Okay. So as far as quick ingredients go, some of these ingredients that you can use and um, that'll really just save you time. I really like frozen rice, for example. So you can buy rice that's pre been pre-cooked and then portioned in little bags. And you can just put it in the microwave for a couple of minutes and it's ready to go. I love that. You can cook your own rice and then freeze it. There's so many options there. You can also do minute rice, but I like the taste of frozen rice better personally. Canned beans are fantastic. I talked about that before. Eggs, both so fast and so inexpensive um, as far as protein sources go. I love frozen vegetables. I already talked about Oh, I didn't say this. Pre-cooked sausages are also a really great option. There's, you know, they use different types of meat, lots of different flavors. They're already cooked, and so that saves you time. You can keep those in the fridge. You can keep them in the freezer, whatever. That will help save you time. And then tortellini. Pasta is great, but it still takes about 15 minutes on its own. Tortellini takes less time and is just, it's fun. And you know, I mean, who doesn't like cheesy pasta anyways, um, especially when the cheese is already in the pasta, so you don't have to add the cheese, or as much at least. Um, my other tip about ingredients is to buy and just increase your awareness of semi to fully prepared ingredients. And when I say that, I'm really talking about meat that has been marinated um, that you could buy at the grocery store or if you have a butcher or somewhere where you like to get meat, meat that's already marinated or maybe meat that's pre-cooked. I've had roommates and friends who just don't like dealing with raw meat and that's fine. There's a lot of meat that's been cooked. You can buy it frozen. You can buy it um, refrigerated. You want it to be refrigerated or I guess if it's in a can, that works as well. Don't feel like you have to cook if you don't like raw meat or if you want to overcome that that um that fear or that kind of queasiness then you know you can cook your meat but you don't have to 
Seasoned rice and grains are a great option as well. You know, the deli counters at grocery stores can be really great. And I think there's definitely a place to shop there. Um, like I've said before, I grew up in a household where my mom always cooked. She wasn't a big fan of processed foods. And I think I remember that more as I've gotten older and, um, she did have a couple exceptions, but she really believed in chopping her own vegetables and cooking and doing all of that pretty much from scratch, which is fine. She liked it. She does it. She has the time to do it. But seeing her model those behaviors and talk about them as being um, better, I was led to, to believe that I had to do the same. This wasn't her fault. It was just that was the messaging that I was getting. We all, I feel like a lot of us, if not all of us, cook in a way that's um, really similar to or, or um, the opposite of what we were fed growing up. And, you know, I have realized that there's oftentimes a lot of morality tied up to our food choices. And for me, this was one of those instances where I felt like it was better to do the prep work myself. Again, I saw that at home. I went to college and I thought, that's what I have to do. That's what I've seen. All of a sudden, I know I want to be a dietitian and dietitians cook and they eat all of these quote unquote really healthy foods. So this is what I need to do that because this is who I am and that's who I want to be. And so, um, again, yeah, I felt like at that time it was something that I needed to do to do that prep work. So I didn't buy pre-chopped prepared foods because I really felt guilty about buying them and like, oh no, I can't do that. It's like 50 cents more expensive. I need to take the time to fully prepare my foods because I need to save just this little bit of money and it's the better way to do, to do things. And, you know, I understand that we all have our beliefs and our food ideals and that's fine. That's totally okay. That works for my mom. But the reality was that that didn't work for me at that time. And I feel like there's a lot of us who fit in that place where we have seen something or are told something and then we feel like we have to do that and that just adds stress to our lives um and so with that said when we feel like we're um pushed toward doing something a certain way and i we see that so much on social media if you want to be if you want to be a healthy person, you have to do this, this, and this. If you want to, you know, be a good cook, you have to do this, this, and this. If you want to feed yourself well, you have to do this, this, and this. And, you know, that's such, it means, it means something different to each of us. Health, um, eating good food, all of that means something different to us. And I am not somebody to push these ideas onto you. I'm here to provide options and to share ideas to make things easier for you. So if you feel like you were doing things because you felt like they would be helpful, but really you feel like they're just stressing you out and adding unnecessary expectations to your life, then I'm giving you the permission to think critically about that and to think about, well, if this is something that really stresses me out, what can I do to make things easier. And maybe that will be to buy foods that are prepared. Maybe it would be to buy frozen vegetables or, um, you know, pre-chopped vegetables or 
marinated meat or whatever to make things easier because that's, you know, health is so much more about, um, this whole view of things as opposed to just what we put in our bodies and the exercise that we're doing this such, uh, um, a narrow view on our health and that can do a lot of harm for us. So, okay, now I'm stopping off of stepping off of my soapbox, but I, um, hope that is a helpful realization for you, um, or something can kind of stick out for you to make you think, um, and see what works for you. Cause we're all so different. Okay seriously stepping away from that now. So my next aspect that I wanted to talk about is a formula meal. And really based off of kind of what I just said, this is a a formula that is meant to change and adapt as you need it to. So I would recommend having a, a protein, a grain and a vegetable and recognizing that this is a starting place. It's a, it's a template. So if you have different ingredients on hand. If one of those um, group food groups doesn't sound particularly good to you in the moment, if it's just not going to work for you, that's totally fine. Adjust it as you need to. But it's just a, a, a point to, to start with. And so having those three um, groups in mind can help you make a uh, and a well-balanced, and then by adding spices and flavorings, make an interesting meal that can be really quick and easy. And you can use those ingredients that I've talked about over the past, gosh, it feels like 20 minutes already. (laughs) Um, And then to take that a step farther and to kind of combine those ingredients with this formula, again, you do not have to follow this exactly, but just some ideas to get started with. I have this quick and easy recipe template that is also written down in the um, pantry checklist that I will link to and you can download that um, and be added to my mailing list. So pasta and vegetable and protein, that can be chicken, edamame, beef, pork, and you can add pasta sauce, lemon, pasta water. I love adding pasta water to thicken up your pasta if you're not doing that yet. Maybe we'll just have to talk about it another time. It's like the best thing ever. Parmesan, other cheese, super easy. Lots of so many different flavor combinations there. Um, and I, I mean, it's pasta. Love pasta. So another quick recipe template would be fried rice. So you could um, use brown or white rice. You can add a protein of your choice. Again, chicken, edamame, beef, or pork are fantastic. Um, some sort of beans could work too. And then whatever, literally whatever vegetables you have on hand, that's fried rice is fantastic to just dump whatever you've got on hand into the, um, skillet, or if you have a wok, that's cool. Um, and then, you know, some, an egg is traditional, some soy sauce, other flavorings. Awesome. A burrito bowl is so easy. Same thing again. Um, Rice, you could do a tortilla. You can add a bunch of lettuce if you want to turn it into kind of a burrito salad. Um, Beans, chicken, ground beef, um, steak, cheese, salsa. I mean, the list goes on and on. You can add so many different ingredients to that to make it interesting and like different every single time. Even if you had that a couple days in a row, if you had different... um, maybe different salsas or different vegetables on hand or different grains, you could make that different every time. 
a salad. So easy. Highly recommend adding, again, whatever vegetables you have on hand, nuts, seeds, beans, a protein that you have on hand, um, a homemade, really, really quick vinaigrette with whatever vinegar you have on hand and some olive oil and maybe mustard to bind the two or salt and pepper. Um, you can add some maple syrup or some sugar. You can add citrus. Gosh, you can add so many things to that salad dressing to make an interesting salad. Um, fruit is a great addition to salads, especially in the summer. It tastes so good. Um, love those. Also, another idea for quick and easy meals that use that um, that that like easy dinner template is a sheet pan meal. You know, adding some vegetables, maybe some um, like easy to roast. Did I just say vegetables? I can't remember. Um, adding vegetables, some sort of protein to it, and um, maybe a starchy vegetable. Potatoes can be a little bit hard because those can take a long time to cook. But, um, you know, boil them ahead of time or just putting it over pasta. That can work as well. So many options for sheet pan meals. I won't even get started because there's so many options there. And then finally, foil packet meals or camping meals, whatever you want to call it. Those are awesome. It's just as simple, simple as a sheet pan meal, but you just wrap that up in foil. It works really well for more delicate proteins. So for example, if you wanted to cook um, a flaky fish, that can be great because it maintains, like steams, it steams that meal. Um, my absolute favorite pack foil packet meal that I will make the first day that good Utah corn is available um, at the market, I will be making a Cajun shrimp foil packet meal. You know, just fresh shrimp or frozen. I actually use frozen um, shrimp, corn zucchini, whatever vegetables that you have on hand that you want to add. Um, Potatoes can be great. Again, boiled beforehand or cut really, really small so they cook as fast as everything else. And a ton of Cajun seasoning because it's so good. I love that. So as you've heard, pasta, fried rice, burrito bowl, salad, sheet pan meal, foil packets. Lots and lots of different recipe templates for really quick and easy dinners. Okay, and finally, I wanted to talk briefly about other resources. Maybe you want a little bit of help in finding quick and easy recipes. Maybe, maybe you like the idea of cooking, but you don't want to do any of the any of the shopping. You don't want to do put um, any planning in. You don't want to do any planning. There's options for you. Meal planning apps are fantastic. There are a bunch out there. Um, just Google that and find something that you like. Those meal delivery kits, I mean, again, there's a lot of options there. And I guess if you're interested, um, let me know and we can do an episode just on these resources and talk about those. That's an option as well. Um, You could do meal planning apps or subscriptions where you're given those, you know, specific recipes as well as um, grocery lists and all of those things that go into the planning part of, of cooking. Also... Grocery stores have prepared 
meals. So that works as well. If you're not in the mood to, to cook, but you want something fast, that's not like going out to a restaurant and buying something, um, frozen meals work. And this is getting pretty broad, but those are just some options for you. If you want something that you heat up at home, but maybe not necessarily cook at home, or if you want something to cook at home, but you don't want to do, or don't have the time to do the preparation, these are great resources for you. So thanks again for tuning in. I am planning on hosting an interview next week. I'm actually still working on the schedule. Um, so it's going to be a surprise who it is, but I'm super excited about the format of these interviews. And I learned so much from talking to Abigail last week and I hope you did as well. So it's going to be similar to that. Um, and I'm also have been working on my schedule and have a lot of really interesting and practical topics that are lined up for the next couple of weeks. And I'm just really excited to share them with you once we get all of the dates and interviews figured out. So that is it for this week. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Table for One podcast with Rebecca. If you're cooking for one or know somebody who is, make sure to subscribe to the Table for One podcast on your favorite podcast app. That way you can stay up to date on new episodes that will help you make cooking for one easier and more enjoyable. Feel free to continue the conversation over at in the Table for One Facebook group. You can also find recipes or work with Rebecca over at nourishnutritionblog.com or honestly, the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram. My handle is nourishnutrico, and you can click on the link of my profile to get more great resources for cooking for one. Talk to you next week.